an eventful day it's been at the African Cup of Nations currently ongoing in Cameroon match day 7 and match day 8 fixtures especially match day 8 games were very very explosive it's a special coverage of the African Cup of Nations in Gabon right here on your calling platform, your most authoritative and educative sports show, your most exciting, informative platform on the calling app. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are tuning in to this episode from, I give you a warm, 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 warm welcome, especially to those of you, my cherished listeners and audience, in very cold and temperate regions, it's a very warm welcome from Cameroon. We come in your way with this episode. Without much ado, I will invite our special guest who's been with us on this special coverage of the African Cup of Nations. Justin Akowa, African football expert, and uh, we've enjoyed some fantastic analysis from him since Sunday when the tournament began. So without much ado tonight, welcome Mr. Akowa to the show. Good evening, Mr. Akowa. Good evening, Philip. How are you? Ah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Just a bit surprised. Yeah, a bit a bit surprised. That's all. But then I think that African football that's that's the that's the joy it brings us, and and those are the shocks that it comes with it. So explosive, explosive day on a day when people described try to describe our tournament as a little tournament. Do you really think it was a little tournament today? Well. It, it has been embarrassing of 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 some sorts because uh our pitches have been I, I I won't lie I really believe that our pitches haven't done some players much of a good favor but then yeah it it has discredited the football itself has discredited the thought about it being a little tournament and uh to tonight first Let's go to the games that were played yesterday. What do you make? What do you make of the games before we we your general overview before we take game by game? Well, I I really believe the Nigerians came out to play very well, and from the first minutes they were they they looked like a team on a very very good mission, and they and they achieved it. In the second half, I really don't think they were up to the task. And for the Egyptians, the Egyptians also did their best in terms of what they could do. But then, but then, you, but then, I really believe that the referee on on did on did um progress because they were wonderful with their wing play. So then, it's been it was it was it was a great day yesterday too as well. Wow, it was a great day. Yesterday, let me give our audience a quick rundown of the results from the games, and then I'll come to you in the studio. Yesterday, Guinea-Bissau, Egypt, most outstanding player 
and arguably the best player in the world right now, Mohamed Salah, came to the rescue of the Pharaohs. A strong display from Guinea-Bissau. However, Egypt held on for a narrow win and the three points in their penultimate Group D encounter. And the Super Eagles of Nigeria truly showed us they are in this tournament to win it. And they came flying high and eased into the round of 16 thanks to a comfortable 3-1 victory over Sudan. Over Sudan. And Tunisia registered their first win at the ongoing African Cup of Nations with a big victory, while Sierra Leone grabbed a dramatic late equaliser in the dying seconds against Ivory Coast. And we'll bring you reactions from Freetown. I understand it's a wild celebrations and carnival happening in Freetown. And I'm so excited for the people of Sierra Leone. And uh, special greetings to the lovely people in Freetown. And uh, they deserve every, this, even though it's a draw, it's more or less like a win for Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone have been through a lot the last few years. And uh, this is what football is about. And this is the beauty of the African Cup of Nations. And Musa Baru kept his cool to slot home a late penalty for Gambia as they held on for a point against Mali. And before we come back to our studio guests, we'll take a preview of the Nigerian-Sudan game and highlights of that game, and we'll begin our discussions in full detail. The perfect tone for the rest of the campaign. There was perhaps no better way for Nigeria to get up and running at the Total Energy's Africa Cup of Nations than by defeating fellow Group D favourites Egypt in their AFCON 2021 opener. With Group Underdog Sudan and Guinea-Bissau still to be ticked off on their fixture list, Nigeria's win over the tournament's most successful side will go a long way towards qualification for the knockout stage. Three points already in their pockets becomes all the more valuable when considering that three of the four best third-place teams to advance to the knockouts in the previous AFCON went through with three points each. But Nigeria won't settle at that, as stated by the scorer of their winner post-victory against the Pharaohs. Um, I hope so. Hopefully. But we're going to take it one game at a time. So we got three points now. We're looking forward to the next game. And we'll take it one game at a time. The first of those next matches is against Sudan. Another win for the Super Eagles will virtually secure their place in the last 16. The Falcons of Didiana, however, won't be backing down. The Sudanese mark their return to the competition after a decade absence with a point against Guinea-Bissau. It was nearly a point lost, needing a penalty save in the final 10 minutes of the opening encounter during a fixture in which they recorded more attempts on goal than their opponents evidence of desire and intent to make their presence felt at Africa's greatest football spectacle and their hope for improvement to get back to the fruitful days of the 1950s and 60s that preceded their own title in 1970. Now Sudan find themselves punching above their weight, but it is often the bravest that are rewarded and the biggest dogs that feel the greatest stuns when the underdogs land their punches. Sudan last won a fixture against the current top 50 ranked teams in the world in October 2014. That win came against their next opponent. Super Eagles against the Falcons of Dilian, birds of prey that will be on the hunt for three vital points. Defense is always uh, a criminal because they're not compact enough. They're not communicating <coughs> on time to say, let's come close. We'll tell you they'll be in a 4-4-2 formation with uh, Trust Ekom as captain of the team. Blow is Mohamed Abdul Rashid, their uh, number one striker, out with injury, replaced today by Ahmed Musa, wearing jersey number 16. is the only foreign-based player in the Sydney side. He was uh, born in Romania. His mother comes from his dad is Sudanese, and he plays his club football in the second division in Hungary. They now with. Uh, Throw in. 
London-born player, was a junior at Chelsea. Playing with the team these days in City R. Big clubs represented here, and Nigeria have a goal. It's two minutes and 18 seconds that it's taken the Super Eagles. Kubwezu is the author of the goal. Lovely little ball played back inside. No need to bother. Dimancho will take the free kick. Hangs in the air. Schuster comes in there as well. And it's gone in the back of the net. They are maybe complaining about a hand ball. There's the flick on. It's his head. Wasn't in his hand. He knew very little about it. He was recruiting the left though. We must say Zaidu down the left-hand side too. Now Moses Simon. Started the second half here. Nigeria looking for more. Simon, straight on goal. Simon, Nigeria three. It's taken 35 seconds of the second half for the Super Eagles to find the back of the net again. Tournament in Egypt. That was the highest score at the Cup of Nations last time out. Completely done and. Uh, not only making the stop with the cleanup as well. Here comes the corner. Sudan with a chance. Player down there in the penalty area. Victor Gomez has a look, but he doesn't seem particularly interested. Let's see what Victor Gomez has decided. He's given the penalty. And he's going to give a yellow card as well for something uh, that no one really noticed at the moment. It's almost as if the referee's apologizing. He says, yes, the yellow. Ogozoli came on, puts it into the back of the net. There will be just a couple more. Referee continues to look. Chris Dekong uh, taking a little risk with that clearance. And Victor Gomez says, that's enough. On cue then, Nigeria and Sudan complete their second game apiece in. And that was the game between Nigeria and Sudan, with Nigeria beating Sudan by three goals to one, with the Super Eagles sending an emphatic statement to the rest of the 23 teams that we are coming for the AFCON trophy. Mr. Kowa, what do you make of that Flying Eagles performance? Well, it was a great, it was a great first half from them. The, you, you could tell the intent as to which they wanted to make, and you could tell they, they wanted to show, they wanted to flex their muscles as one of the big boys of the tournament. And in the end, they scored. I think the fastest, I think that was one of the fastest goals in, in this, in this year's Afcon. They had, they created about three big chances in this first half. So then. That showed the kind of intent they had. They, they had over sixty percent possession, eleven good shots in the first half. So then you could tell, you could tell that they went all out in in the um, in this in this first half. And in the second half, they were a bit slow after um, they scored the third goal right after the second half began, and they looked more passive as just the game went on because you could tell that they were done with their job. But then it was. Altogether, I think it was a great job by the Super Eagles. Definitely, it was a great job by the Super Eagles. And um, in this Super Eagles team, I'm beginning to notice something like a collective teamwork in this team. And on any day, uh, any player could score. I I don't know if you share similar views. Well, it looks well. It looks a bit. It looks a bit like that. I mean, they would have wished to have more firepower um, on their bench because it looks like, for me, it looks like um, when they bring on Omar Sadiq, it doesn't look like the the levels at which they play isn't the same as the ones that um, Taiwo Awani play. So then, it is. So I think I think that it is a very dangerous team because you can tell that Chukweze is having his day. Moses Simon has his day, and even Joe Aribo has his day. So then, it is it is it is quite good. It is quite good for 
for such a team to be more collective and have um, um, a style of being un- unpredictable so then you wouldn't be able to tell where the goals are coming from but it is it is it is a great feeling altogether i really wish they had maybe one of their top strikers on their bench that would have made it way better yeah and talking of top strikers um their current captain Ahmed Musa yesterday made his 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 his, his appearance in the in the in the second half, and he's Nigeria's all-time record holder in terms of appearances for the national team. And uh, many people have read commentaries from top Nigerian uh, 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 colleagues. Who are in the in the industry in terms of sports, and um, they've talked, they've, they've spoken extensively about how Hamed Musa has shown maturity with and with how he's handled his current position in the team uh, by starting from the bench. And uh, what is your assessment of Ahmed Musa? Well, coming well coming into this tournament, I think that was the early part of last year. I think Ahmed. I think Ahmed Musa was was playing the street, or he was training in Nigeria even before he made his move to I think Turkey. So then you you can tell that there was a bit of drop off in his level, and and this and this also directly correlates to as 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 to what he can show for the Super Eagles. On the other hand, Moses Simon is playing very well in the league, huh? and for Nantes. So then, for in so then what um, it is just understandable or. It is right just to give to give his his um, starting spot to someone who is more prominent now and a player who's who's in better form than Ahmed Musa at the moment. Definitely, definitely. And uh, talking of a player who is in better form, Mohamed Salah yesterday rose up to the occasion, and uh, for me, uh, my most brilliant moment of that game was that lob pass from his teammate that led to that brilliant volley from Mohamed Salah. And uh, Mr. Kowa, what do you think of uh, Mohamed Salah's goal? Well, I believe that it is, it is, it is due to the, it, um, it's due to the genius of their, their deep line playmaker, um, El, El Sulia. You can tell that when Carlos, Carlos Queros came in as coach, he took he took um, um El Sulia to uh the Arab Cup. So then you can tell that this 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 was something that um he was building up because you know the Arab Cup uh, Mohamed Salah didn't feature in it. So yes. Then he was forming. You, you could tell that he was using the Arab, sorry the Arab Cup to form a team or to form a solid midfield in which it will support Mohamed Salah. So then that was something that contributed to that goal. I really like. The pass more than the finish, but then you know it is it is Mohamed Salah, and that's the standard now. Yes, definitely. And uh, for me, that 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 low pass is reminiscent of a FIFA, a FIFA game and uh, or a PS game where you lob. Can you can you give us some details into that for the purposes of my audience who don't well, who don't? Well, I mean, it is it is. It is it is it is quite good that um, you can tell that it is um, a same goal or a similar goal that um, game players who play video games score, and it is a very obvious thing. They love the the chip through ball with a nice volley, and the volley fell on his stronger on and, pre- and preferred foot, and that's very hard for any keeper to stop in real life and in the video game. Definitely in real life. And in video game, in real life, let's get the highlights of that game when Guinea-Bissau almost shocked Egypt. But fortunately, VAR ruled that goal offside. Not offside necessarily, but as a foul leading to that goal. And uh, we'll come back to our studio guest and get his analysis of what he made of that, of that goal from Guinea-Bissau that was disallowed. But let's take the real-life highlights of that moment Mohamed Salah's call. Jonas Mendes back in the goal in place of Boris Gomez, who tested positive. 
Steve Upley takes the place of Jonas Mendes, who's tested positive. They're taking the place of Mamut Trezeguet, the Aston Villa player, and uh, Ahmed Fati in the midfield. Both have been dropped. Well, he's been waiting for a while for a goal in national team colours, Mohamed Salah. And Jonas Mendes will be well relieved to see that just uh, creep past the post. Gibisal's goalkeeper is their longest serving international. It's his 11th year now with the national team. Played for Black Leopards in the South African Premier League last season. Well, he's been waiting for a while for a goal in national team colours, Mohamed Salah. And Jonas Mendes will be well relieved to see that just uh, creep past the post. Gibisal's goalkeeper is their longest serving international. It's his 11th year now with the national team. Played for Black Leopards in the South African Premier League last season. Salah on the right, overlapping is Omar Kamal. Salah to cut inside. There's the cross. A little too strong. No, my motion's done really well. They bring it down. Chance for Mustafa Mohamed. He hits the upright. Yeah, they come again. Kamal's laying it back. Misses the target. Watching, 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 and then the disappointment as it bounces away to safety. Inside from Salah. This is Zizou. Al Sulaya looking for Salah. Salah scores! The flag stayed down. Salah realized the goal was going to count. There was the chip inside from uh, Kamal. Mozambique uh, needed the away win and were uh, on route. Guinea-Bissau needed the draw and got the equalizer. Kamal now. Chance! Oh, that's at the upright. Cizo. Once again, the cross is from Kamal. They're working out this time. That was an excellent opportunity. Cizo had time. He took it well. Side-footed. If you want to believe for all money, that was headed towards the back of the net. Solidly against the post. Something you have to factor in now is the fatigue that both of these sides will be feeling. This is a second game four days for both of them played at a high level and an incredible intensity shot goal that's super absolutely super turned in from the narrowest of angles by mama balde was he swung around uh, kamal by mama balde there is that a foul referee says goal no referee says free kick there it is Final whistle, heartbreak for Guinea-Bissau, three points for Egypt, a very, very tough encounter. Mr. Okowa, heartbreaking for Guinea-Bissau and an escape for Egypt. What do you think? I agree with you, a narrow, narrow escape due to the referees. Um, decision he made. For me, I believe it wasn't it wasn't a foul by Mama Baudi. He won the ball very well. I I believe, or for me, I think that the right back just tried to shield shield the ball and try to win a foul. But it was it was it was it was a very legitimate challenge to me, and and that was a great finish. And I think if that goal stood, it would have been one of the best goals in the tournament so far. But then I think that it was a very, very bad call from the referee. Yes, it was a very bad call from the referee. Nigeria's next game is against Guinea-Bissau. And Sudan's next game is against Egypt. From this group, who do you think can join Nigeria as the well, runners-up? Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not very optimistic um, for Guinea-Bissau to be able to pull a surprise on Nigeria, maybe unless unless there is a complete rotation. But even with that, I don't think they'll be able to pull it off. Even if Nigeria make a complete rotation of their team, but then I don't, I don't. From this group, I don't really, I really think that the big boys are going to flex their muscles in the in the last game of their group stages. Definitely, the big boys are going to flex their muscles. And talking of big boys flexing their muscles, today, Gambia puts brakes on Mali and shared a point 
in that exciting game between the Scorpions of, of Gambia and Mali. Mr. Kowa, what's your general assessment of that game? Can you hear me? Yes. Well, I believe that um, Tom Seinfeld or Seinfeld, the coach of Gambia, will have a very, a very good, or he'll be very happy as to what he saw today. I think it was one of the most disciplined performances from um, the um, the small boys or the minnows, as 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 we may term them as. It was it was a very disciplined team. You can see that there is quality, there is some, there is, there's, the quality isn't high, but then there's some sort of like, um, elite or no, or some level-headed or above average, slightly above average quality in the team. And you could tell that they played very well to the, to the, um, to the directions of the coach. And, and they were even dangerous um, in, in, in some parts of the games where, I think Jalo, the number three, hit across yeah. from a free kick. Yes. So then, so then you could, so then you could see that, even though they didn't dominate the game as much as you, ex- um, like you wouldn't expect them to be, they were dangerous when they actually felt like they could impact the game. But then they really, they 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 really surprised, they really surprised a few people who didn't rate them to win this game. Definitely. To, to, to get a result, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, they, they really surprised me as well. Um, I didn't expect them uh, 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 to, 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 to get a draw with, with, uh, with, uh, against Mali in, 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 this, in this game, given the run of form. Um, Mali, Mali, Mali is, coming, is coming from. And you remember Mali, they are yet to lose a game in their World Cup qualifying playoffs. And they've not even drawn a game. And this is a qualification playoffs. They played away from their most comfortable grounds in Bamako, given the crisis currently ongoing there. And uh, talking of one player who was very instrumental in today's game, uh, Brighton uh, midfielder. Uh, he was instrumental in, in, in creating the penalty for Mali. And he also conceded a penalty for the team. What do you make of his performance? I think it was a vintage performance from Eve Bisuma. The only downside would be the penalty. Um but then I don't I don't I don't really believe it would it would affect him that much because he is he is for me one of the best players or one of the best midfielders in the English Premier League. So this is maybe a just just a little setback and which which affected the result greatly but I really, I, I really believe that Mali's last game against Mauritania, they will, they will bounce back and and make amends for this slip up they they made in the second game. Definitely, uh, Mr. Kowa, let's take the highlights of of the game, and then we'll come back to the studios and uh, and and wrap up with our discussions on the game between the Gambians and Mali. Looks like they're going to uh, back three or back five, as you uh, might think, for Gambia. And the side of Koulibaly coming in for the injured Adama Triore, Adama N. Triore, that is. Scored many goals recently, surely not from that. Well, the shot comes in. Wow, what a strike off the upright. Let's have another look at this free kick. Certainly caught the keeper by surprise. He was being very, uh, shall we say, relaxed about that one. What a strike. Well, looks like he's lining up for a big one, but it's shallow. It goes to the top corner, and he hits the upright. And there's a handball from the rebound from Asan Cisse. I think the keeper was beaten again. That had gone in the crept into the top corner. Wonderful strike, great technique. The rail, that is a lead right back. And he uh, had three uh, previous caps, so they were all in the friendlies uh, leading up to this tournament. Referee, well, what's the signal going to be? It's a penalty. The Gambians cannot believe it. Kone against Job. Kone steps up. 1-0. Happened just before the Suma went down. No mistake from the penalty spot, though, from uh, Ibrahima Kone. 
all over the top has been picked up. There's been no offside flag either. Oh, and is that a handball? Well, definitely ball to hand. But is it handball? See, the arm is definitely out. And I think this could well be a penalty for Gambia. The referee comes back. We'll get the signal any moment now. There's the signal. Penalty. Keep it. Now then. It's a barrow. Fantastic penalty. And it's 1-1. Gambia in the final minute. Back on level terms. Well against the run of play. And VAR strikes again. Coolness personified from Musa Barrow. Or will he? He will not. That was the final action of the game. And Gambia hold on for a famous 1-1 draw here. Yes. Gambia hold on to a famous 1-1 draw against Mali. And Group F, as it stands, Gambia leads the group with four points, followed with Mali and Tunisia. Earlier on, also beat Mauritania by four goals to nil. Your general assessments of the Gambia-Mali, do you think in Group F, these two teams would emerge as winner and runner-up? That I is think, from the game from the game between uh, Gambia and Mali. I think I think it can it can be that can be the case. But then for me, I really believe from this group there's going to be one of the third best teams that will be able to come out of into the round of sixteen because all 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 the teams, all the three teams have been solid. That is Gambia, Mali as well as Tunisia. So then I mean they the the Malians and the Gambians have had their fun, but I believe the Tunisians too are not are, are not a team to to count out yet. And uh, looking at the game between Gambia and Tunisia, what do you make of that game? Well, I I really believe that game is going to be tough, but then I but then even if even if Gambia is able to pull off a shock against the Tunisians, the Tunisians have. Have made a lifeline for themselves by beating Mauritania comfortably by four goals to nil. So then it's so then it's it's really it's it really isn't anyone's game at this moment without Gambia's performance. But then we should we sh- we should actually we should actually look at the fact that the Tunisians are also playing playing their hearts out. So then it's going to be a very tough game, and it will be easy to predict. And I, I think from this group, we are, will most likely have Gambia, Mali, and Tunisia uh, uh, progressing to the round mm-hmm. of 16, especially uh, in terms of a third place, uh, 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 best three teams. I do agree. I do agree because, yeah, even if right now the right right now Gambia is on four, Mali is on four, and. Tunisia is on three points with a plus three goal difference. So then, it is it is it is it is looking very good for the three teams at the moment. It is looking very good for the three teams at the moment. And today, Tunisia had a very good day. The first side to score four unanswered goals in the ongoing Afcon in Cameroon. And let's take highlights of the moment where Tunisia. Trust Mauritania. Sefadin Jaziri and Sefadine Kiawi all come into the side. Idrissa Tiam and Haruma Demba coming into the side. Some not so strong though. Maybe a little bit of an evening breeze. We get underway here in Limbe. Tunisia against Mauritania. Mauritania all in green, kicking from right to left. Tunisia in their preferred all-white strip. Early bit of space over here for Tunisia. The shot comes in from distance. Oh, what a strike! And bang! First time right in the corner. Nothing the keeper could do about that. Great technique.
strong forward play there. The ball breaks on the edge of the area again. There's men over on that left-hand side, and it's 2-0. Kersley, the captain. Dream start for Tunisia. And Slimani. With the vision to pick out his captain. There's room to attack into here. Nice over. Lapping run. And all could fall in, and there's 3 0. Lovely play. Slick maneuver. And that now is surely that 3 0. Brace here today. Will he stay on long enough to have a go for the hat trick? I wonder. See the game opening up now. Here is Casarino. Nice the ball in behind, and that is 4 0. So late last year. Definitely onside, a good run, well spotted by Kazri. Chip ball. Nicely played on an attempt, uh, and that's another penalty. Well then, this could be 5-0. Want to know what that's been given for. Let's have a look here. Zucchini, now does that come off the chest first and then off? Let's have a look. That's oh, unfair. Exactly. Steps up. Oh, against the post. Three penalties in a row. Missed now in the African Cup of Nations for Tunisia. Now, did the keeper get a hand on this? Difficult to tell from that angle. Here we go. And the referee, bang on three minutes. Blows the whistle for full time. And it's finished. Tunisia for... Mauritania Hill here in uh, Africa Cup of Nations, the group. Mr. Kowa, what do you make of this game? Tunisia-Mauritania. Tunisia spanking Mauritania by four goals to nil. And some people are of the opinion the African Cup of Nations is beginning to live up to expectations, especially in March Day 8 fixtures where we recorded almost a huge scoreline 4-0 Mauritania uh, Tunisia 1-1 Mali Gambia 2-2 Algeria uh, uh, Ivory Coast Sierra Leone what do you what do you what do you make of the of the of, of the goal scores well it is it has been it has been a great day especially for the Tunisians, they were flying today. They were flying as as their name as their name um, signifies them. They are the Carthage Eagles. You should have you should have seen brilliant wing play, especially from the fullbacks, Ali Malul and I think Hamza Mathluti. They were good to the extent that most of the game they were playing it from the from the um from um the opponent's from the opponent's half. So then you could you could see a very a very good sense of involvement in the team overall, and they were attacking very very well with a lot of a lot of good movements in the box when the ball is cut back, and was very intelligent. Wabi Kazri, as you know, he is their he is their star man. He's been their star man, I think, for the past two or three Afghans, and he delivers when he delivers when needed. So he also had a very fantastic game today. And this is and this is a big performance to boost them after 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 the experience that after the experience the bad officiating in their opening game against Mali. And uh, do you see them progressing out of this group as either runners up or the third best team? I believe so. They I I I, I even think they have the they have the capability to finish even second. Or first, that's that's if Mali don't slip up against the Mauritanian. So then, it is looking very good for them at the moment. It is looking very good for them at the moment. And another team that was very good today was Sierra Leone, drawing two-two with Ivory Coast. That was a very shocking result. What do you make of that result? Well, I, it is it is unfortunate for Patrick Bomel and his men. Because as we all know, we all we all believe they had a game in control and they were going to see it off as a two-one win. But 
yeah african football is crazy and even and and it is crazy to the extent that even the pitches have a say in in the results of some games so then yeah so then hold your fire hold your fire mr kowa hold your fire mr kowa that was very unfortunate for the ivorian goalkeeper to have uh been injured in that save and uh, that also resulted in that late late equalizer when steve got the ball and passed to his teammate alaji kamara to give Sierra Leone that winning moment. And we'll take the preview of the Ivory Coast Sierra Leone game and we'll take the highlights and come to our enthusiastic and well-informed African football analyst, Mr. Kowa, for his insightful views and background on the game. Let's take the preview. While one group of former champions battle for survival in Limbe, another could very well seal their next round berth some 80 kilometers away in Douala. The elephants of Ivory Coast currently top Group E and a victory for the 1992 and 2015 AFCON champions will surely see them qualify for the next round with a game to spare. A goal from ex-Bournemouth and leads forward Max Gravel ensured a 1-0 victory for Ivory Coast over Equatorial Guinea in their opening game and with Algeria having been held to a draw in their opener, Ivory Coast now look almost certain of progression to the next round, but they'll certainly have to put on a gallant fight for it. After a lengthy 26-year wait for their return to the AFCON stage, the Leone stars will be feeling somewhat confident following a heroic performance against defending champions Algeria in their opening game and could perhaps be relishing an opportunity to prove that the performance was by no means a fluke. But history is certainly not on their side. Sierra Leone have never defeated Ivory Coast in the seven meetings between the two sides. The Elephants have been victors on six occasions with just the single game ending in a draw. And only one of these has been at AFCON. One will feel then that the Leone stars will need to pull off something rather spectacular and put on a performance like no other to achieve a feat that they have so far not been able to do. That is, getting a victory over the Elephants. While goalkeeper Mohamed Kamara put on a stellar showing in their game against Algeria, effort for which he was eventually awarded the Man of the Match accolade, the Leone stars have hardly looked menacing in front of goal. This is something that they'll have to change rather quickly if they have any hopes of getting a victory or even the single point against Cote d'Ivoire. Can the Leone stars continue their heroics in the 2021 African Cup of Nations or will the star-studded elephants prove too strong and coast into the next round? So, confirmation then of uh, Patrice Bromel's decision that back in the lineup of officials at the tournament. Sierra Leone make just a one change. Sierra Leone in the whites to get us underway. And the first of today's matches in Group E at the Chipoma Stadium in Douala has begun. Term simulation these days. Yeah, they come once more. Hala waits in the middle. Surely now. Yes. There's no doubt about that one. Zaha brought down by the skipper, Umara Bangura. Service down that left-hand side. It's a very clumsy tackle by Bangura on Zaha. The ball had long gone, and the referee had no hesitation. Cold look from the AC Milan man. Where is he going to put it? That's the little run-up. Kessier, saved by Kamara! Zaha. Great ball for Hala. Excellent opportunity. Goal. Finish. Strikers of this quality do not spurn these kind of opportunities. Now there might be a chance in here. Breakaway opportunity. Sirio. Great save, Sangare. What an excellent save to deny Tune. It's likely that both sides would have qualified by then, but uh, still a little chance for a market. Now, Sirio! was going with some power anyway excellent strike no chance for Sangare now Haller again in on goal Haller continues 
Lays it inside. That's a bit of a poor pass, but an excellent finish. An excellent finish. Thought the uh, initial pass there was a little shallow, but he managed to get great power on it. Curl as well. Oh, a little slip from Sangare! Equaliser! Tabata playing that uh, header out. Excuse me, uh, Kamada, Alhaji Kamada, almost slipped. Monier comes out, his defence get there ahead of him. Referee says that's it. Last chance for Sierra Leone is gone, but they've got a wonderful point here. Mr. Kowa, what do you make of that game? Champions League top scorer Sebastian Ale opened his goal scoring account at the AFCON with that brilliant goal. And I noticed he damaged the goalkeeper by playing the ball with the back of his foot. And that was a striker's goal. And kudos to William Zaha, Wilfred Zaha, for that brilliant through pass as well. And uh, there were so many high points in that game. And Mohamed Kamara's save against Kessie, the AC Milan man, who hardly misses. What do you make of these outcomes from the game? Well, I think, as I said, it wasn't, it was, it was a stroke of luck that led to all this. But then it is, it is something that I believe the Sierra Leoneans deserve. Um, anyway, speaking about, um, the Ivorians, they played well today. They, they weren't that bad, but then the fact that they always gave the Sierra Leoneans a chance or one or two chances in the game was what was worrying. Because I believe, because look at, because the goal that the Sierra Leoneans scored as an equalizer initially was not really a, wasn't really a good chance, but it was sort of like a half chance, which was taken advantage of very beautifully. I'm saying that Pepe restored the lead and it was, everything was fine for the Ivorians till that, till that incident. So it's, it was, it was, it was a crazy game for me. I really, I, I really, I really can't tell. I really can't tell, but then you could see that the Ivorian star quality showed, but then they will regret missing all those chances they had in the first half and in the second half because they have a team with a lot and a lot of good attackers. They are sports for choice and they should have done better. And now they are going to regret it by letting by letting the game stay at two goals to one and letting the Sierra Unions have a chance. Yes. And talking of they are going to regret it, do you think their next game in the next few days, January 20th, against Algeria, who have just lost against Equatorial Guinea. Well, <laughs> that is a cliffhanger. What do you make of that game? Well, um, you could you can see the deficiencies in the Ivorian defence. So then, that is something the Algerians, alongside their coach Jamal, Jamal Belmadi, that's what he's going to look at and he's going to utilise very well because they are they are a team they are a team that they are a team that allow their opponents to have good moments and. They have done that in their first two games, but the 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 upside to it is that they've been able they were able to see their first game through, but they weren't able to see the second game through. So it's 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 really going to be difficult, but hopefully, hopefully, I I believe that the the Algerians to uh, to be able to win because it it will be nice or it will be nice to see the defending champions try to put up a fight in. In, in their in their in their title defense of the Afcon. So then we for me I really believe that this this last game should be something that the Algerians shouldn't take lightly and finish it as soon as possible so that they can all go into the knockout stages. Do you think Algeria is suffering from the winner's case where they, they, they do not feel motivated any longer. Having won the African Cup of Nations, having just won the Arab Cup, going 35 games on beating, 
since October 2018, which is the longest run. They were two games shy of breaking Italy's, Italy's record. Do you think they are losing steam and they, 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 they do not have the motivation and they can get bundled out from the group stages of the AFCON? Well, I don't. I don't think they've lost team. I just think it is, it is, it is something. It is something just, it is something just probably psychological going on with the players right now, because I believe, because I believe they played, they played quite well. They played well enough to, to come away with the win. But then, you can you 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 can tell that the Equatorial Guineans weren't going to give them this game as 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 easily as they expected it to be. So then, it is. It is it is going to be a very very difficult thing to get out of, and it is a it's a very difficult slam that you would you would experience. So then it is up to Jamel Belmadi for him to gather his players for for him to motivate them, and they should be as deadly as possible in their last game against Cote d'Ivoire. They should be deadly as possible in their last game against Côte d'Ivoire. But before that last game against Côte d'Ivoire, in their penultimate game against Equatorial Guinea, they lost. We'll give you a preview of that game and we'll take a highlight. And we'll come back to our in-studio guest for his analysis. They say the strength of a champion is not only defined by the wins, but how quickly they recover when they fall. After a somewhat uninspiring display in their opening fixture, defending champions Algeria will set out to prove exactly that as they face Equatorial Guinea at the Japoma Stadium. Algeria are indeed the team to watch and the team to beat in AFCON 2021, but after being held to a golden draw by Sierra Leone in their opening game, many will feel that they are yet to announce their arrival in Cameroon. Algeria are currently enjoying a 30-game unbeaten streak in international football and going to the second round in joint second place on Group E standings with their final group game to be played against Côte d'Ivoire, who currently top the standings. What this means for the Desert Foxes is that a victory is absolutely critical to set up an exciting deal for the top spot in their final group game. Equatorial Guinea find themselves at the foot of Group E after suffering a defeat in the first game of the competition since finishing fourth in the 2015 edition. This after going down 1-0 to Ivory Coast in their opening group game. While both teams will be sizing each other up ahead of the encounter, there won't be much for either to leverage in terms of previous results as this will be the first international meeting between the two. That said, though, it's quite undeniable that Algeria are the favourites to get the result as the defending champions and the top-ranked side in the competition. Equatorial Guinea might be feeling quietly confident, though, after witnessing the heroics of Sierra Leone and considering that they've conceded just three goals in their last six outings across all competitions. They might fancy themselves then to hold Algeria to the second successive draw or even get all three points when they face them in this game. While they won't be under any illusions about the job that lies ahead, though, a tough one, it must be said, a grueling encounter against a well-polished side that on their day can be absolutely ruthless. Algeria will also have their full complement of players available for the very first time in the competition as Adam Onas and Ramiz Zerugi make their return to the team after they missed the opener. This greatly adds to the weight of expectation already weighing heavily on the shoulders of Jamel Belmadi's men, who will now have no excuse for not securing all points in this encounter. Algeria will again be looking to Riyad Mahrez, Youssef Bellari, and Baghdad Bonida to use their skills to create spaces and find goals against Equatorial Guinea. And although they were unsuccessful in their endeavours against Sierra Leone, they'll certainly be encouraged by the good areas they were able to get into, only being denied by the exceptional goalkeeping on the day. For Equatorial Guinea, they too still have a chance to qualify, but will need nothing less than a victory to keep their hopes of reaching the next round alive. Can Equatorial Guinea do the unthinkable and hand defeat to the champions, or will Algeria finally taste three points for the first time in AFCON 2021? Indeed, Equatorial Guinea did the unthinkable by breaking the 35 games unbeaten record of Algeria. And now 
we take that historic moment. Islam Slimani gives up his place up front for uh, Bonaja. Young goalkeeper Owono comes in for his uh, first run out of the tournament. And captain Emilio Insueo is dropped. So, Equatorial Guinea to get us underway. Algeria in the white colours for uh, today's encounter. Straight through the middle. The pitch is a little bit bumpy after uh, the first game earlier on. This is out wide. They're looking for Mares all the time. Now he's teasing. Mares drags it back. This is the follow-through. Second effort. Goalkeeper's beaten. Then he gets a hand to it. So close. Mandy. Here's the cross. Mares with a header. Owono. And the follow-up is in the back of the net. And Bunejal. Well, referee says no. Flags up. The histrionics continues. Yeah, now... The corner, low one. Lining up the shot for Salvador! Just over the top. I suppose that would be a fair point to make. Now, chance here. Saved by Bully, the follow up. Oh, what a good opportunity there. Zaragoza born defender. Another one. Little flick on Owono did not see much of that. It slipped through his hands, it would seem. So, corner kick. In from Equatorial Guinea. It's in the danger zone. It's in the back. They've got it. They have the lead against the African champions. Fairy tale stuff here in Douala. Ball in the back of the net with some 20 minutes to go. Part is he played in this game. That correction it was Miguel and Miranda who got the touch, but uh, Italy lost their world record run to Spain. Pretty powerful opponent. Shot yeah, goal, equalizer! No! Was Bellini offside? The whistle has sounded. Flags up. They... Oh, that's close. They're going to need that slide ruler to decide that one. What a good finish. With just seconds to go, referee's had a look at his watch. How close are we to the final whistle? It's come from Mr. Escobar. Equatorial Guinea have won. Sensational. Indeed, that was a sensational victory for the Equatorial Guineans. Mr. Akua, give us your general overview and we round up before we round up with the show. Well, I think, as I said again, the Algerians played well enough to deserve this win. But I, I really think for, for the Inzalang Nacional, it was a it was a proper smash and grab. They, they, they got what they came to do and they achieved it. I mean, it is something, it is, it is something now that's very um, concerning from our big boys as they, they, they cannot take their chances. And, and that'll be something to look into is it either that the defenses are playing a really, really compact game, or then, the, or then the big boys and and their players from the big European leagues are are just here to have a holiday? So then it's something to look into. But then I re, I really believe that the Algerians could have done better and probably killed the game off. But then if you look at this game, I really believe that um, Wenger Yusuf Belaili came he he really made a good account of himself as a player but then um equatorial guineans like owono their goalkeeper or um, orozco the goal scorer they were very tight today and they were very good they fought for every ball and they and they really made life very difficult for the algerians as much as possible because the the algerians hardly had a chance in 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 their box after after the after the Equatorial Guineans took the lead, definitely after the Equatorial Guineans took the lead, Algerians barely have a chance. And do they have a chance to progress out of this group? A quick overview of the group: Ivory Coast currently sit on top with four points. Equatorial Guinea uh, second with three points as a result of that historic and upsetting record 
against Algeria. And Sierra Leone, second, third with two points, and Algeria with one point. Mr. Kowa, who do you think will top this group emerge as second uh, place? And I think from this group, we might just have a third place team. Yes, yes, I, I really, I really believe, I really believe so. And and for me, I, I, as I, as I earlier said in previous episodes, I'm not, I'm not good at making predictions because even the fourth place team, that's Algeria now, can qualify with a very resounding score like, should it be the elephant of La Côte d'Ivoire? So it is, it is, it is very shaky. But I really believe that, I, I, I really believe that probably. Probably or hopefully, um, either it will be it will be a very it will be a nice thing to see the the elephants qualify, the Algerians qualify as well as the the Sierra Leoneans. I would like to see those three teams qualify. And definitely, we would like to see Mother Africa shine to the brightest. This is our flagship tournament. It is the convocation of Africa's finest at all levels. Tonight, it's been exciting. It's been great coming your way with today's episode of the FIFA World Cup show, where we are taking a special live coverage of the ongoing African Cup of Nations in Cameroon. And tonight, joining me in the studio for a detailed discussion is African football expert and analyst, Mr. Justin Akowa, who joined us all the way from England. We are grateful for your time and we thank you for all really? that you're doing for us. Yes, Mr. Akowa. Before, before, before you go, I'd like to ask you a question. Who do okay. you think will be among the best three teams to qualify? Who do I think will be among the best three teams to qualify? Yeah, the best third place teams. I'm tipping Sierra Leone. I'm tipping um, Tunisia. And hopefully, I hope the Black Stars of Ghana would get a good result against the Comoros Islands and uh, will probably either finish second or in an unlikely event, they finish third, they can go through. So these are the three teams that I'm tipping to go through as the third best teams in the ongoing African Cup of Nations. Okay, great. So thank you. And I'll leave you with our official theme song, We Stand for Africa. Mr. Kowa, have a wonderful evening. And to my cherished audience out there, I wish you a blissful week. Thank you. Is adios for now.